Hello everybody and welcome to Parashat Vayeshev. In 1963, a hundred years after the Emancipation Proclamation of Abraham Lincoln, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. delivered what some historians today have declared to be the greatest speech ever delivered in the English language. Here's an excerpt from that speech. And so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Here's a little known fact about this part of the speech. It was completely improvised after the gospel songwriter Mahalia Jackson cried out, Tell them about the dream, Martin. With this completely impromptu offering, Dr. King joined the ranks of Jefferson and Lincoln, shaping the fabric of American history. And these words of freedom still ring out till this very day. I have a dream. I have a dream. In our parasha, we meet a young Yosef who also has a very important dream to tell. But as we know, Yosef's dreams do the opposite of Dr. King's. They cause deep hatred and resentment among Bnei Israel. In order to understand the story of our nation, we need to understand the importance of these dreams and what they come to teach us. Yosef, of course, has two dreams. The first dream consists of 11 stalks of wheat bowing to his stalk of wheat. And the second dream consists of 11 stars, the sun and the moon, bowing to the person, Yosef himself. A lot of Mefarshim and commentators assume that these dreams are fulfilled in a very literal way when the brothers go down to Egypt to beg for food. But in all the dreams throughout our story, whether it be the dreams of Saramashkim and Sarafim, the baker and the butler, or the dreams of Paran, we learn that the images are always symbolic and that they are not meant to be taken literally. The point of the bowing in our story and in these dreams is never meant to symbolize Yosef's rulership over his brothers. Instead, as the story unfolds, the bowing is meant to symbolize dependence. The bowing of the stalks of wheat, you see, is meant to symbolize the economic dependence of the brothers upon Yosef due to his new position of power. As it says in the dream, Yosef became prominent as a viceroy. That's what it means for his stalk of wheat to stand straight. And for all the other stalks of wheat to bow, means that they will be economically dependent upon Yosef. And the celestial bodies of the second dream are meant to symbolize something very familiar to us in Sefer Bereshit. We read earlier on in the Sefer, God took him outside about Abraham Avinu. says, look up at the heavens. And count the stars of the night sky. And realize that you cannot. This is going to be how your progeny is. 
And the emphasis here is actually twofold. Not only are the descendants of Abraham going to be numerous, like the stars of the sky, but they will also be an Or Lagoim, like we find out later on in the Tanakh. They are going to bring blessing and light to the entire world. They are going to be luminaries in quite a literal sense. So for the stars to bow to Yosef means that the entire spiritual destiny of Am Yisrael, the fate of God's whole enterprise, rests on the shoulders of this one man, Yosef. So not only economically, but spiritually as well, everything depends on the destiny of Yosef. So what was the reason for all the strife? Why did the brothers come to hate Yosef so much? I think the answer is because both sides made the same grave error. They took the dreams too literally. And so as the story unfolds, both Yosef and his brothers have important lessons to learn. And for Yosef, all this seems to happen in one sudden aha moment. Yosef has an epiphany when he first sees his brothers after many years coming down to Egypt. The text reads, Vayizkor Yosef et ha'lomot asher halam lahem. Yosef remembers the dreams that he had for them. What a strange word for the text to emphasize. Lahem, for them. Yosef now understands something brilliant. His dreams were not meant for himself. They never were. They were never about him. But rather they were lahem. They were for them all along. It was for their sake that he had dreamt them in the first place. And it was this realization of Yosef that really emphasizes the true greatness of this amazing character. He totally redefines the way that he sees himself. He is not the chosen son, destined for greatness and leadership for his own self-aggrandizement. No, that's not the point. Instead, Yosef realizes that any greatness that's bestowed upon him by Hashem's grace is really meant for the benefit of others. And it's not for the sake of his own enjoyment. As Yosef himself acknowledges at the end of our story, God sent me before all of you to give all of you a fighting chance in the land and to give you life and to give you a remnant of salvation. With this statement, Yosef demonstrates that he has learned the lessons of leadership, that he is nothing more than a vessel for the divine plan, for both economic survival, as per the first dream, as well as spiritual survival, as per the second dream. Remarkably, I think it was quite the same quality of humble leadership that made Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. the leader that he was. Lehavdil, of course. Dr. King did not seek revenge upon America, just as Yosef did not seek revenge upon his brothers. Here's another quote from Dr. King. We must not allow our creative protest to degenerate into physical violence. Again and again, we must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force. Instead, like Yosef, Dr. King knew 
that his mission was twofold, both physical and spiritual. Dr. King quotes the beautiful words of Yeshaya towards the end of his speech. Here are the words. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted and every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain and the crooked places will be made straight. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. So I think it's quite apparent how much Dr. King understood his spiritual role within his nation in his era and his epoch. So the message of ancient history and modern history alike are really one and the same. If like Yosef and Dr. King, you are lucky enough to find yourself in a position of leadership, never allow your ego to get in the way of your spiritual mission as a vessel for God's grace. Thank you very much and Shavuot Tov.